Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast. I am proud to say with Mike and Laurent, it is Monday, November 14th. In this episode, we will review the last round of Frictures until Boxing Day. We'll check in on the Ronaldo saga because he's an asshole. But first, Mike, you're back. I'm back. I need a full rundown. Where have you been? Yeah. What are you doing? We want to hear about the bants about where you are and then I'm yeah i was on sport. um i was on epstein's island for six weeks <laughs> nice it was nice. pretty nice it was pretty nice a lot of kids um <laughs> a lot of politicians anyway no i have yeah. had a child of my own uh i didn't birth it despite the fact that men can give birth did you know that yeah um, men can give birth right yeah, you're so, a birthing, so I kept you're a birthing wife, person that's correct i told, kept telling my wife you're not that special like i could do this too um but we had a beautiful baby girl abigail Catherine. she is uh, screaming her head off in the other room right now, but uh, we are so blessed. Uh, unfortunately, she looks like me, which is tough. Mm, you can mm, tell. I mean, like I, I look even fatter in the face than usual. Yes, yes. Um, when she's pissed off, awful. she looks like me. When she's not, thankfully, she looks like her beautiful mother. So uh, yeah. she is healthy. Uh, thank everybody for for reaching out. I heard from a bunch of folks. Um, I am uh, wobbly. I am tired. I have been watching the football. Uh, I am excited yeah. for the World Cup, and uh, I we am need. I need. I do need a Ronaldo. state of Spurs, and then I'll um, do. The I don't know. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> I don't have any way to characterize this other than they're really, really bad. Yeah. With a few terrific players. Yeah. Obviously, Dayan Kulisevsky coming back into the fold is tremendous. Um, He's good, and having him be at full strength. Wow, uh, he's unbelievable. His mate from Juventus, as we like to say, uh, Rodrigo Bentoncourt, clearly far and away uh, the player of the season for us. Uh, I've texted you separately a few times. He is our Gunduan. Like, he's that player for us. He's been tr- – he's un- unbelievable. Kane does Kane things. He's he's great as well. Um, but it's been, it's been a war of attrition with injuries. Um, but many times over the course of the last – uh, you know, two months or so, I have watched games where you know you've got the the three five two or five three two, depending on the uh, depending on the, the type of uh, possession you've got. But what will happen is, and I've sent uh, screenshots of this to you, where you've got <laughs> three defenders, you've got uh, three attackers on the other side of the the, te- the television, and you've got basically eight or nine attack uh, defending players, uh, opposition players in the middle of those two things. And everybody's like, huh, how the fuck are we going to do this? And Because you're not going to do it, right? Like, for whatever reason, yeah. you don't – you have Hoybier, you have Bentancur, you have um, – my, my friend Basuma. Basuma, who, who who bossed the game against Liverpool a few weeks ago. He's he good. was great. But yet, th- there's no way to get through this line somehow. The, the obsession with going around and over uh, is bad. And it stinks. <laughs> and I frankly yeah. am tired of Conte's shit. Um, <laughs> this you know, is what we he, needed. The show has been missing yeah, yeah, your I, anger I, at Conte that you've been brewing and sending to me yeah, in between uh, I have been. poopies. <laughs> yeah, between changing diapers. My diapers. Um, it's, uh, you know, if you were to give Mourinho, I won't say Nuno because that's a bridge too far, yeah. uh, or or Pochettino, Bentoncure, Kulisevsky, Basuma and Christian Romero, gosh, well, 29 points from 15 games looks like a bad start. Here's Tottenham. the thing that I think about. 
Um, Eric Dyer needed to be replaced five seasons ago. Sure. Absolutely. And he still has to play. And by the which way, is, I still love him, but... Which, I mean, it's not that you don't love him, but the fact that he's still trying mm-hmm. to anchor that defense, he's moved from the middle to the right. When he's on the right, he's making more mistakes because yeah. I think he's probably playing too much where he's just like, I I can't, I can't. I, I don't want to segue into World Cup stuff too quickly, but if he plays against the Americans, we have a fucking chance. <laughs> um, but no, I just, you're right. He, he, he needed to go years ago, or at least just not start regularly. Or in the, um, in the right setup. Like, he should be in the middle of a three when the three is good. But when sure. the three is yeah. bad, he yep. should not be one of those three. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Clement Longley, I get it now. I understand Barcelona. Yeah, he, he stinks. like an aircraft carrier. Uh, who He's flew awful. by him in one of those games? Oh, uh, uh, I don't even know. So many players. It was, um, But it was really bad. It was, it was right like a guy him. was standing still. It was, it was Bournemouth, I think. It was like Solanke or something like that. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, anyway, so the, anyway, the, the I'm club glad is half great, really good. Great state of Spurs. This is They're fun. half really good and half terrible with what feels like a world class coach who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, well, it's, and, it, and, the whole the narrative for Spurs from the outside is don't watch them until the second half, and then well, in right, the second yeah. half you get these crazy games. You had the crazy Bournemouth game. You just the, had a Champions crazy game games, versus multiple Leeds. Champions League games. Yeah, just a lot of crazy games. Yeah. But let's go through the scores, and then we'll sleep back around into Leeds. But I'm ready to do it because you're back, and I can do my scores. <laughs> All right, let's Here do the scores. we go. Manchester City 1, Bournemouth 2, Brentford oh, no. 2. Oh, I died inside. This was the worst performance City has played all year. And Brentford were the Brentford that we like. Shit housing, football playing, punch you in the face, smash mouth, Brentford. This was a Bill Parcells Brentford performance. Fantastic work. My friends from Nottingham Forest, I've been saying it, Steve Cooper would get this team together. He made it to the break and he gets himself off the bottom. Wow. They defeat Palace 1-0. Uh, our friends from West Ham, Mr. Moyes does not know how to play with new toys. He can only play when his team stinks. He can only use toys without a wooden, and he can pull with a string. They lose to Leicester. And the other side of that, Rogers' renaissance continues mm-hmm. as Leicester are now getting clean sheets because Fice is incredible and their goalkeeper no longer sucks. Bournemouth 3, Everton 0. <laughs> uh, that's... um. That's Frank Lampard out right out of the bottom. He's not supposed to be there, but he is because he's not a good coach. But uh, my boy Gary O'Neill, killing it. Um, Liverpool 3, Southampton 1. Southampton are going down. Uh, Newsflash, Darwin Nunez is really good. He is now number two in the league in goals plus assists per 90 behind your friend Erling Holland. Maybe that $80 million is worth something. But one thing that's interesting, narratives are formed in the first five seconds we see the guy. He goes off. He makes a couple mistakes. He's bad. He's been fantastic. Uh, Tottenham 4, Leeds 3. The crack cocaine boys of Leeds, as Chari has gotten off the drugs because he just watches Leeds. Uh, we now know why, because Leeds are crazy and they play crazy games. Then the almighty powerful Toon Army sitting in third place mm-hmm. with the best defense in the league. Five defeat, on the trot. Defeat Chelsea 1-0, and they battered them. They Pressed and choked out Chelsea like they were a bad MMA fighter. Amazing stuff. And then the great and powerful Arsenal. Top of the league. One loss. Defeat Wolves. Nil two. My boy Odegaard carries the day. And then on Sunday we had Villa defeat Brighton in another loss of in the face for my team. 
Uh, Danny Ings puts in two as a good evening. Unai Emery, a friend you didn't get to say hello to, but he's back. I didn't. And then uh, we had United defeat Fulham in a really good game. The one uh, go down to Craven Cottage and get the win. But Fulham were good. Uh, and I'm going to say it brand named Man United win in squeaky bum time by their mm-hmm. boy Ganacho. Uh, fun game. We had a lot of squeaky bum time this week. A lot, a lot, a lot. And they win 2 1. Uh, I was hoping that it, it looked, it had 1 1 all over it, and then United pull it out of their ass as they're prone to do because they are united. And as we've learned from the Champions League, DNA carries. Yeah. <laughs> DNA carries. But I'm going to go into the individual game breakdowns and go to my friends from Manchester City, talk about my beloved team. They were bad. <laughs> they were bad. Uh, at home, normally when City have a bad game like this, it's usually because they put some weird lineup in. But this was City's best lineup with Gundogan, with um, uh, Rodri and De Bruyne, Foden and Bernardo Silva and Holland and all the crew. Everyone was there. A little bit weird to have John Stones at right back, but he's so good with the ball and was basically playing in central midfield. Sure, the defense was a little bit weird, but everything about City was disjointed. It seemed like every pass didn't come off. Holland seemed to be falling down every other minute. There was a moment, there was a goal mouth scramble somewhere in the beginning of the first half that maybe City could have had a penalty. It's around the 23rd minute and then again in the 33rd. Lots of shots and lots of scrambling. Yeah. But Can I but, ask you a question? Yeah. Manchester City, so I have not been watching a lot of the, the games outside of Spurs, wherever yeah. I could, right? But I have been tracking pretty much all of them on on numerous apps, yeah. Uh, mainly because I like to do player shot props, as mm-hmm. I've lost a lot of money on that so far. <laughs> anyway, twenty nine shots for Manchester City. Yes. Um, Erling Holland had one ineffective shooting. Explain that. I don't understand how that's possible because I he didn't does, take Holland because Holland's he, bar he, is very high, right? He only shoots if De Bruyne gets him the ball. It, there is no other person who gets him the ball. It is all directly from De Bruyne. And De Bruyne, what is forgotten about De Bruyne and what makes him great is he's like a closer. He takes all the shots and forgets. He does all the passes and forgets. We, you don't call out the game, the passes that miss and no one ever gets to because of that fourth one that connects and you're like, holy shit, that ball. But there's a lot that he doesn't connect with that he kicks right into the guy in front of him. Now, they're always in the final third. They're not causing breaks. He works mm-hmm. back when he makes mistakes. But he's not a great midfielder because he's perfect. He's a great midfielder because he's not afraid. And sure. he really put a lot of balls in. They just seem to just go through the box. So Holland didn't get on the end of anything. And Brentford beat them up. <laughs> they put two guys on him. And he was on his own. And they were just two defenders on him. And City never really adjusted. They never made any changes to try and f- pull someone out. Maybe they should have gone two up front. It was very much a, you know, let's just try and get everything to Holland. And City just never connected. There was just like... A, uh, an electrical disconnect from that magical yeah. brainwave that they were all connected to. Foden had a good goal. You thought City would kick on after Tony scored, but you know Brentford were just better. And I don't think anyone, any City fan anywhere, would 
deny Brentford winning this game. This is the version of Brentford that you really love that we get on mm. those on those night games at home. But they were able to find a way after losing to Gillingham in the League Cup with most of their guys, come back, be at City, and just put in a performance that is indicative of the good versions of Brentford where they can play football, they will punch you in the face. They shit housed. It was gnarly. It wasn't everything was disjointed. Right. It was just one of these games. It was like, I don't know how City these are the games that you see City play, and you're like, if this happens in the Champions League, this is why they go out. Someone's right. sitting back, right. they just keep booting the ball, just keep doing the same thing over and over again, and it's not working. They don't yeah. find a way to not do that thing that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So and and again, just looking through the stats, because I didn't get to see a lot of it, but like this is not one of your typical like Sunny beats City by himself games. No, where it's no. the shots are twenty to two. They had ten shots. They had a, a buck and a quarter uh, expected goals. One two nine because right? they were so good chances. Were Tony good chances. missed open goals. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. they. So so my, anyway, my, what my no point Diaz Akanji was bad. Like they were just getting City had that problem where when they get on the break, whatever chances they gave up were really good chances. Like uh-huh. this was. 1920 John Stones and, and Fernandinho in the back version. You're like, holy shit, this is really bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really hard for the narrative of, I think one of the things I take away from it is, and I think that City will never get credit for this because it's just the way we are. How City play is so precise. The fact that it works at all is insane. And so, this is what it looks like when it doesn't. Yeah. Right, it's it's so high precision. It has to be so perfect. They make it look easy, but when it's all, it's like a it's like a you know a high end sports car that that if things go, it, it is. It's like an F one car, and it needs all these guys to make it work perfectly. But if it doesn't work, you just lose, and the tire falls off. So yeah, it's like yeah. oh, we fucking fucked it. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, right? Like, um, how many times it's such a trope in sports? Like, oh, it's not our day. The ball isn't bouncing. Sort of that. If it was more than that, of, though. It was more no, no, than that. I know, but what I'm saying is if you're a fan of any other team in this league than Manchester City, you you feel like that four to five times a year. Mm. The one, maybe two times that you feel that as a City fan, it speaks volumes. It's right? always the same type of team, too. It's always the same type of performance by the opponent. A rough punch, like, yeah, we are not... Well, because it's all timing. It's all timing yeah. related. Right. So, and if you can get in their kitchen, if you can literally disrupt the timing of the set play of the inch perfect passes, then it's not on the mark. Right. Then, then Holland is two steps behind it. And he kept jump. His jumps were off. It's like everything was off. It was almost like a bizarro performance with nothing connected at all. And you know, it happens, but Arsenal are really good and Arsenal have a five point lead. It's not insignificant. No, it's At not. All. I mean, this this is what would essentially be um, the Christmas break. No, and well, just about. It's close. Yeah, it would be close. It's probably less games in the Christmas. It's a few break. less games, but I'm yeah. trying to look it up. Yeah, right? I do. I do want to go into Arsenal because they're the. Hold on one second. Next... No, Are ahead. you concerned about Holland? No, you're not. No, you should be. Why? Ashton United FC. Oh, right. <laughs> lodged a bid for him. Yes, uh, non, non-league team just want to borrow him during for, the uh, break. 28 days during the World Cup because I, I guess they're not stopping. 
And uh, that would worry me if I were uh, a Manchester City supporter. He would have his head turned by Ashton United. You know, he may not come back. Yeah. Did you thought of that? I, I, am, I am concerned. I am concerned yeah. if, Mol- if Molda called. He'd really. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not too concerned. I mean, it is nice and it goes b- down to his teammates. It's a shame that we have a World Cup without Holland and without Odegaard. And it really says how shitty are Norway that they have those two players and they didn't make the World Cup. (laughs) But Wales did? you got to be better than Wales. (laughs) I will give Norway a pass only because the European qualifying is just a brutal, brutal stretch. And they will probably in 26 because they're expanding on more teams. And honestly, you know, I'll riff real quick, but I think that – if we are going to do that, just give all the spots to Europe. Stop pretending like Canada deserves a spot all of a sudden. They're good. <laughs> like automatically, though. And no, it goes, probably not. It goes for every team in CONCACAF. Nobody in CONCACAF deserves to be rubber stamped on. Not Canada, not Mexico, not the United States. No. So um, I just give Italy a, a spot. Give Norway a spot. Give Iceland that- a spot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it is It is weird. It goes into like Super league kind of stuff. Do we want to make the World Cup Super League where there's no, just no, this, no? But what I'm saying just is, just the, the, team, the, the, the team should just be in it. We shouldn't even have qualifiers. No, like, I'm not saying the specific in. teams. I'm saying the federations, right? I'm yeah, saying yeah. if if Concacaf has what three in a playoff team now, I don't know the I don't have the 26 rules in front of me, but I would imagine they have at least four. Fucking why? Why? <laughs> you know, like what are we doing yeah, here, folks? Yeah. Just give three more European teams a chance. That's all. Yeah, That's how you make a better product. I, I know, but the problem is, is that you know you get into is that fair? Should we be doing that? Blah blah. They're blah. having a World Cup in November in Qatar. I don't want to fucking hear what FIFA thinks about fair. Okay, <laughs> give it to the best teams, make the best product on the field, and let's just go watch why we're not watching our clubs play for six weeks. But but Holland and and Odegaard are going to be sitting there with their fucking finger in their nose. It's good to be back. Let's talk about Arsenal. Yeah, so Arsenal do go to Wolves, and the first half was a little bit choppy, but. I mean, you probably have, we haven't talked about them probably since the North London Derby, but they are grooved. They look like a version of City. So they play like City, but without, but with joy, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. A less robotic kind of like, if if City are a robotic, precise German car of destruction, this is like an artisanal version of City where it's just like, oh, we're going to sprinkle a little Brazilian Jesus and let him do what he wants. You want to run over there? You can go over <laughs> there. You, Martin Odegaard, you always want to stay over there? You stay over there. But the thing about Arsenal right now is like they just get winners from different places. Like Sometimes it's Saka. Sometimes it's a Martinelli game. Jesus is still just running his ass off and beating people in the face. Partey. But then it, it opens and Partey moving the ball. Oh. Jaka has been fantastic. Like yeah. The whole thing is just working and the machine is running and you've got Saliba and Gabriel. Gabriel has a mistake in him, but it seems when he makes a mistake, it doesn't hurt them. Are they, are they getting, do they, do you feel like they have any lucky wins? Maybe one, but they've been good. And Odegaard mm-hmm. was good in this. We talked about him. We both loved him, even though he's Arsenal. We just wanted those 10 goals. He's leading the team in goals <laughs> yep. with six, considering that team has, is top of They're the really league. really spreading it around. Right. So it's all opened up, and it's all by the work of all the players. Now, are they a key injury away from having a hard time? You bet your ass they are. They can't lose Saliba for a week. No, they're not. They're not deep at all. They can't lose Partey for a week. They have some cover for Odegaard with with Vieira, maybe. They can't lose Jesus because he's – 
kind of what makes the whole thing run. Because while he's not finishing, and all City fans know what that looks like, we're just like, I could have told you he can't finish. But he runs <laughs> his ass off, and he gives everything to the team. Well, and he he's creates created, the space. He creates the space for other people, and he and he'll get there. He's taking his shots, whatever. Yeah. Martinelli is fantastic. They can't really lose anybody, but they are there. They are there, as 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 um, Pep Guardiola likes to say. They are there. And the line, can Arsenal win the league? Of course they can fucking win the league. No team with this many points after this many games has ever not won the league except for Newcastle. Um, if there wasn't a Manchester City, they could win the league. But well, so, yes, they may get the Liverpool treatment after this one. But like, yeah, yeah, you fucking okay. got 98 points and we didn't fucking win the league. This is, what yeah. the fuck was that? This is... This is uh, the third season we've been doing the show, I think, and because yeah. I can't count anymore. But um, each of those first two seasons, at times in the fall, you have been incredulous about the performances of City or whatever and a bad game. The Leicester game where they gave up five goals and they didn't lose again until like, you know, the next <laughs> Olympics. Um, so, yes, uh, there is a 14 game winning streak in City. Yes. Somewhere. They there could absolutely just go, is. Beep. And just be gone. <laughs> right, right. Just and yeah, like like powering up the Death Star. Just and yeah, yeah. Arsenal was Alderaan. Just boom. <laughs> yeah. Right that, past them. Now, this is a luck of the draw, a luck of the Queen's death. Thank God the Queen died, the stupid bitch. Um City play she Arsenal. She would like twice. that joke, by the way. She huh? would appreciate that joke. Yes, yes, yes. Which is C- why we did it. City do have to play Arsenal twice. They mm-hmm. do have a game that is scheduled. April 24th against oh. Arsenal. Oh. And then they have another one that they have to find one. And then the scary one is City play on the last game of the season at Brentford. <laughs> you know what? I don't like I that game. I would feel good about that after losing to them because you're going to lose You just pissed off some uh, – you kicked the hornet's nest for my right, money. Right, but no? at home I have to go to Brentford and win the league? I mean, yes. Like, good. <laughs> yes, okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Good. I don't want to go to Brentford to try and win the league. Because you know what? If you if that performance happened at Brentford Community Stadium, you would be sitting there going, not you necessarily, but yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the narrative would be, oh, they play hard at home. It'll be fine. We're going to wax them in our place. But the fact that they did it in your house means you have to just wipe the blood off of your lip, get up, and go punch yeah, them right back yeah, when you see yeah. them. So, I, I just don't I, – I'm – I always worry about City. I shouldn't. Again, the gas is no, there. You shouldn't. <laughs> the tank is there. But they could. They could not. Arsenal could very easily win the league. It could happen very easily. A couple uh, draws. Yes, it could happen. I'm not yeah. going to say it can't physically happen. It could happen. They are going to have to perform in our namesake really in squeaky bum time. Like, what do they look like down the stretch? That's where, yep. you know, if they have a five point lead with 10 games to go. Can they handle it? If they have a five-point lead with two games to go, excuse me, with 10 games to go, and two of them are against City, they don't have a five-point lead. I'm just, they don't have a five-point lead. They are behind by one point. That's what, that's the realistic nature of this. Okay? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. know, I don't know. And then there's January. Like, who, what, what, what character gets added to the show? <laughs> right, but they're they're an, they are an interesting case for a January transfer window because oh, they need they it. don't nest. Is there a spot where you would say somebody's going to come in and make our first eleven better? No, there isn't. Right, but they they have this familiar symptom that I'm very very used to <laughs> is that 
are you going to make the first team better or are you going to try to bring in a player who's not a prospect who you're going to spend a, a comfortable amount on to challenge that first 11, whatever I, position I've, that I've might got be. One, I've got one for Arsenal and this is well, like yeah. nostalgia dreamy. Down the stretch, you need him. He's out there. He's available. Do they just bring back Cesc Fabregas to just be like cover for the midfield? <laughs> just to be there? To be like, we're, we're going back to Wenger. He was one of our guys. He's still playing in 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 some beautiful place like Morocco, Monaco, whatever. Yeah, he's I'm sure around. he's really fit. Um, he's ready to go. He never no, was not. fit. Oh my god! Well, now, that's a good point. But, actually, but they, should, but they should do something like that. Get one of the old guys who was part of it. They've already got Arteta. You know who you get? Who the guy who they thought they were getting five years ago? Go get Jamie Vardy. Go get <laughs> Jamie Vardy as a as a as as Jesus insurance. By the way, right? they uh, Lester would sell him. I know they would. They should. Yeah, they would just let Daka play. Yeah. But I think so, at this point, he's such a legend. Actually, fine. Jamie Vardy's a great shout. I, if I were Jamie Vardy, I would be like, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He also said that in 2017. Yeah. I don't but know. The one that popped into my head, I was like, Giroud. Giroud's available. Yes. Yes. That's a good By one. the way, like I've been following Serie A a lot. He's been killing it for a Yeah, he's good. Killing he, it. He can't run, by the way. He just No, he doesn't have to. He just stands there and is as just... He 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 makes his hair so stiff. Oh, he looks amazing. That his he has. If you think about it, it's like a launching ramp for headers because he's got like the quaff, you know. Like, yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's so he's so, he's impressive. Yeah. So that's them, and then we move on to another team that might that probably needs a lot more transfers than whatever. I don't know if you want to talk about this, but Newcastle they fucking kicked the shit out of Chelsea. Just a level of pressing that is not usual. Like. Chelsea are broken right now. They, yeah. They, what's the line that that people have been saying about United and Chelsea? They spent a quarter of a billion dollars. Where is it? Mm-hmm. I don't see it. Kukurella's terrible. Aubameyang's terrible. Kulabali's terrible. They're just bad. Mm-hmm. I can't. And it's all the everything was based on these wing backs, and they're gone. And so they have zero creativity. There's no Conte. They've got nothing. And I'm I'm sad because you know I love so, Potter, I want Potter to do well, and Newcastle just just yeah. fucking jujitsu chokehold them. My cold take is uh, <laughs> that the the team that will benefit the most from the World Cup is Chelsea, um, for sure, because that will give Graham Potter six weeks. That will give him they- the preseason he didn't have. But they got 16 guys going. Um, but they have a lot of guys going to Qatar. But they'll come back. Now, Some will be back earlier than others. Right. And that's the that's the misnomer, right? The idea that, you know, the English players will will go on a run. Christian Pulisic, guess what, pal? You're going to be back in Chelsea camp real fucking soon. Yeah, two weeks. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it's, I don't basically think a, that... it's basically a, a, an international break. They'll be yes. Back. <laughs> Thiago Silva is going to be on a run, right? Yeah. Kai Havertz is going to be on a run. But, uh, you know, Koulibaly, really? You'll be back. You'll be back, buddy. Um, so I, I think that there's, you know, there's there's optimism there. And it what it, what it will do is it'll give the guys, like, you know, um, I'm sure he's not playing before I say this. Yeah. Um, you know, for who, who we, I, I'm a big fan of, um, that'll give him a chance to really. Who? Who's that? It, it, it faded. Uh, Armando, Armando Broja, excuse me. Oh, love um, him, yeah. But so, yeah, but so I think that there's a lot of players 
that are chomping at the bit for um, four minutes, you're seeing an opportunity now. You have almost twice as much of an opportunity because a lot of the star men are off. So you can have that relationship with the new gaffer and get that 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 time in those games coming out of the break on Boxing Day and beyond. Yeah. And I think that they'll they'll take off. I don't think that yeah. they're good. I just don't think they're this bad, right? Yeah, so, it's really weird. I mean, you know, I like follow are that Brighton guy. and Fulham and Brentford within three points of them in six months? No, they're not. <laughs> Fulham, no. maybe. Fulham, yeah, Fulham maybe good, Fulham. Uh, yeah, okay, they're good in the sense that we said this in the preseason, where every team in this league is good, maybe except for Southampton. yeah. I mean, and I think the table's really playing that out. I think we're we're starting to see. But I do want. I don't want to short shrift. Um, I don't want to short shrift Newcastle. They are fantastic. No, not at all. They're so so all. good. I don't As think. I, s- I don't think that Chelsea were not favored in this game. No, they weren't. They were big dogs, like two twenty. Yeah, away. Um, of course. Yeah, they're not yeah. as good. At and all. hey, one important note about Newcastle. We said this before we went on the air. You know, they haven't really spent that much money yet, and the biggest splash they made is hurt Alexander Isak. He hasn't even been playing. And so, they don't need him. They Almiron I mean, went, they could use him, but Almiron, Almiron has been went nuclear. Like, yeah. To me, Isak was going to replace Almiron. He was the guy who was going to... I thought he would play with them. But yeah, either way, right? Like, yeah. Or St. Maximan um, is not even there. He's not even right. playing. Yeah. And they're just battering teams yeah. because Gumaresh and, and Joe Linton and Willock, they just run people down like mm-hmm. nuclear missiles. You cannot get on the ball. And when you and when Chelsea were trying to play out, this is a team that Potter, we saw it with Brighton, he wants to play out. When they passed the ball back, you were they were like, oh, they, there was no like passive, like half current. The whole team just ran forward and pushed Chelsea. Were like, what the fuck is this machine of red and of, of black and white stripes that are coming to destroy me? Yeah. They choked them. And they never had a lot them. has to be said, because again, they they Eddie Howe. Amazing. Is for my money is he's got as many losses as Arsenal does. Coach of the year. Uh, sure. I mean, look that. I don't like it, but if you're if you're calling it right now, it's Mikel Arteta. I understand. That's oh, funny. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah. but but I mean, Eddie Howe is right there. Right. Listen, they are they are two points behind City. I know. I know. <laughs> That's Newcastle. Five five wins on the bounce. So. Yeah. I mean, they have a game in hand, sure, but I really like what they're doing. I listened to the High Performance podcast. They had Eddie Howe on, and it's by a presenter of ITV, this Humphreys guy who's a Norwich fan. And they did like a whole psychological thing about Howe, and he's very well spoken and honest. It was really good just to hear like a guy going through it like, hey, when I when I got sacked by Bournemouth, I was depressed. I was done. I didn't yeah. know what to do and how he sort of picked himself up, went to see other coaches, put things back together. And, you know, one of the things I think about, and we'll go on to some other games after this is just that dinosaur coach, that old school coach, they are done. I, you know, Moyes, Dyche. Oh yeah. There's no room for it. You can't yeah. play like that anymore. Teams already know how to destroy you. You're done. Mm-hmm. You can't, all these young coaches, Deserbi, Arteta, they all come from the coat from the pep tree or whatever, especially that 2011 team. The German influence coaches of the pressing and the running and all that stuff from Rangnick, even though we no one wants to admit it, 
onto Klopp, you can't be a dinosaur waiting, sitting back. That's what's driving you guys nuts with Conte. It's like, what fucking century football are you playing? Yeah. Why are they waiting to lose? And and it was the same thing as Mourinho. But the thing was, is that when, when you make those, when you have that type of strategy, it's not because you, you're sitting there playing like a coiled snake. You have the quality to go and beat the other team. The weird thing about Spurs, and as I guess we can kind of segue into mm. Spurs and Leeds, um, it's been true against Sporting in the Champions League. It's been true against uh, Marseille in the Champions League. It's been true against Bournemouth. These are not teams that strike fear in the heart of anybody. But, but Spurs play like they're it's Barcelona going against them, right? And they they <laughs> they can they they defend 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 poorly. Um, and they really don't get out of front. But again, it's because there's that nakedness in the midfield. You have so much of uh, you know, around the wings. And Parasic, for his for my money, has been doing a great job. Emerson Royal can't spell the word cross. He's, he's remarkably bad. Well, the other um, thing that he does is there. He's disjointed from his defending partner. He'll go run out there and yes. expose. And that's what I was saying. The, and the, so the now left center back. You you've got players sort of floating. You've got Hoybier and Bentoncure, or if Basuma is gets to play, but yeah, but they're in a sea of four to five defending uh, uh, opposing players. Yeah. You've got the the wing backs completely lost at sea, yeah. and then the ball gets turned over, and it's six on two. Yeah. I've been watching this sport realistically for about 10, 12 years now. I don't know shit compared to (laughs) Antonio Conte, but how the fuck is it that I can watch four games in a row and go, yeah, there's a problem right there, idiot. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Like, like I'm not saying I should be somebody's coach, but like, I just, it's the, it's the stubbornness and it's the walking into a brick wall that really frustrates me. And by the way, this is not to say that like, this is against clubs who are just having the two blocks of four sitting deep. That has happened to an extent, um, especially when teams have had leads against Tottenham. But it's not – it's just teams playing a little bit conservative off the ball. As soon as they do, like you were saying about Newcastle, they all go. They're spring-loaded. So knowing that, you've got whatever defenders you have, and Romero has been out, so none of them are any good. They're and bad. they're they're basically all on the back foot as yeah. they get this wave. And who did Jed them. Spence kill? Who did Jed Spence? Who did Matt Darty fuck? Like, <laughs> like what every time he plays, he's good. Look, I mean, yeah, I know. By the way, um, so but, but let's give credit to Leeds. Leeds were really, really good. By the Leeds way, were awesome. it was a bad opponent for um, Spurs. Like they came yeah. after them. The that problem game, for the 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 problem uh, for Leeds is uh, like uh, their Rome, defenders. What a performance! Their defenders are terrible. Like, <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> But but Struke Rodrigo, my goodness, and Somerville. Oh, I'm sorry, that dude's awesome. Did we? Did they pick you off the street? Like, wow, he was unbelievable. <laughs> but that's the kind and, of thing. Like, are you always just saying like the early 2000s? Like, if the Yankees have never heard of a pitcher, he's throwing a two hit shutout, and what do you know, right? But um, <laughs> that's what it felt like. Crescencio Somerville. I'm like, are you a are you a rapper in your spare time? Like, what is going on here? He's awesome, dude. Well, he was great. Listen, uh, Robbie Musto on the on the Two Robbies podcast, he said Tyler Adams is a Champions League six, and that the issue for the issue for um for Leeds is that Cooper and Koch are shit, and that's really the I issue. Agree. And they just and they're just and they just don't have the defenders to defend. But going forward, 
is there a more fun team than Leeds? You know, they just uh, they just when we have Sunny, but no, yeah, no, like, but for what the for where for their weight class, absolutely not, right? Like they're unbelievable. Um, mm-hmm. and they're they're clinical. Like I, I mentioned Rodrigo. Holy shit, the goals he took were classy, mm-hmm. unbelievable finishes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um and thank God we have that that high end talent to be able to take us from the depths of shit. Um <laughs> Yeah, but, but I, yeah. I do want I do wonder for leads, I do wonder. You know, the way I don't think it's clear the relegation zone. I think there's a lot of good coaches no. that are down there. The only one now I'm now I'm really worried for is Southampton because I don't know anything about this guy who took the job, Jones, for Luton. Mm-hmm. He was the coach at Luton. He took over Hassan Hoodle, but Leeds will be in a fight, but they will not they will they have so Leeds will be in a fight. They also have a firing in them. Because American coaches, they'll just fire him. If Marsh loses four in a row, they'll fire him. Yeah. It'll just happen. <laughs> like if they get if they get too far down the hole, they'll get into trouble. So uh Crescencio is is Dutch and they've he's been on he's been on Leeds books since he was eighteen. So they got him from nowheresville, from Odo Den Hog, not Ten Hog, and he's been you know, he won the league with uh, Leeds under 23s. So he's just a guy they've had, and they just were like, hey, maybe he should play. But, uh, I mean, this Spurs game was incredible, right? You had you had Leeds go up from Crescencio early, then Kane tied up, Rodrigo at the break. Then um, then you have the – then what the hell? I got a freaking thing here. Ben Davies scores out of, a worldie out of nowhere. It took a deflection, which is fine. Then for some reason, well, that, but that was it was frantic and it was going in one way or another. The fact that that's yeah. how it did was kind of surprising. But then Rodrigo gets um, another goal. Then the two goals come from a Betancourt twice, which is just mm-hmm. like he's he's the hero we didn't know we need. He's the king who was promised. He's just everywhere, saving fucking Spurs ass every day. Yeah. He's going to the World Cup, right? He's playing in the mid. He's yep. got it. Uruguay for Uruguay. Um, yeah. Oh, with Fede Valverde. Oh, yeah. They might be Uruguay good. and Nunez. <laughs> Uruguay is a team to watch. Very excited for uh, them. Who, are they still playing Sebastian Coates in the defense? Like, who played yeah. there? <laughs> but yeah. a team that has the fighting spirit, Uruguay. We'll, we'll get into the World Cup. Uh, maybe we can talk a little bit as we're sprinkling through. But, you know, we're, we're not going to do the whole World Cup here. But I think we can probably bundle. We will. We'll do it on the next show. Bundle Liverpool and Man United. Liverpool really just getting their narrative right. Nunez starting to fire. They're not really having a hard time with Southampton. They were still open. I think uh, Manny, who's in the WhatsApp group, is still fearing for life and death every time he watches Liverpool. Liverpool are still open. They're still giving up chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think defensively the issue is. But what they've come around on is they're not – they've figured out their scoring part, right? Like they're still – They've got that part down. They're like, okay, we we figured out how to get Nunez and Salah to work together by bringing them closer together. They don't have Salah way out in the middle of nowhere. He's kind of they've kind of moved everything more central. So they do have that part going well. Maybe the, the fullbacks are getting back together. Robertson, I think, always makes a difference. So they're in good shape, especially at home. They're never gonna lose. I think the funny thing is, is Nunez is really fucking good. And the idea that mm-hmm. he's not is just some lazy narrative because he got a red card in his second game. Well, look, the, he's had to carry them, right? And as much as Salah is still there, du- Diaz has been hurt and Jota has been hurt. 
So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's been the 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 Diaz and excuse me, the Nunez and Salah show, right? Well, Firmino, uh, Firmino also has Firmino, Firmino has been around, yeah, right. But but he's but he is he's in that Nunez is the new Mane in a sense that he's playing a different style. He's more up front, but he's giving them that triumvirate again. Right, mm-hmm. where you expected Diaz to be almost a like for like, but he's been on the shelf. And and Jota, right? Like you basically replaced Mane with two Manes or 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 would be types, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean it's been interesting to see them kind of shift to a, a more traditional number nine when Salah was playing in that role, right? He doesn't um, want to do that. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, he does not want to do that. And I think you know, Liverpool still have problem with depth, you know, they still have to run Milner out there. And they still have to run fucking Trent Alexander. It's not Trent Alexander on them. They still have to run fucking Oxlade Chamberlain out there. I mean, they're still just missing players. There's still a handful of midfielders down. They probably need two, maybe three midfielders to get that whole thing going. But I don't think, I think the rumors of their demise will be, will diminish. I think they'll get there. The issue is, is that they've given themselves such a hole that the top four. They may get there because United, Chelsea, and Tottenham are sputtering, and they may just get there accidentally. But you got a seven-point lead on them, <laughs> right? Uh, with a game in hand, Tottenham in fourth. Yeah. Uh, I think you're clearly better than United. United do get the win. Yeah, I, I don't look at United as a real threat. Um, what I would say is, uh, you know, how, how you have to look at it like this. Do I think... Manchester City, and this is not necessarily fair because there's a Manchester City in the conversation. But do I think City can catch Arsenal with five yes. points clear? Yes. Yeah. Does that mean that I think that Liverpool can catch uh, United, Tottenham with seven in a game in hand? So realistically, potentially yes. five or four. Yes, I do. I'm not. I'm. I'm not running from that. Right now, yeah. if Spurs go out in January and they get a quality, maybe two, maybe six quality center backs. Um, then I'm changing my tune completely. However, yeah. until that day, uh, I, I still like what I see when I have Liverpool on the field versus Spurs. Um, until they they decide to change the strategy or something, I don't know. Um, yeah. But I just think that there's more faith that you've got to have more faith. If you said if uh, who's more likely to finish in the top four today, Spurs or Liverpool? I'd say Liverpool. Still, yeah, 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 because they're on the front foot. They have the, the they have the pedigree. You know, they can reel off ten in a row. If they mm-hmm. get their shit together, we don't know what damage the World Cup will do to any players. We know last year right. after that's the Af- great Af- Afcon killed Salah and Chelsea. Yeah, so um, we never. But know. so they kept a started playing in. That's how bad Mendy was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, he's better. Think he that's will the play great. Once he gets back. It's he's the great back. unknown, right? Yeah. So, um, like you said, who's it? Chelsea has like sixteen players or something like that going. Yeah. Tottenham. I do. I do want to give more time to United. I've yeah. watched them. They actually are good. Like they're not difficult to watch. You kind of see what they're gonna do. Erickson has been. I mean, I know he's your guy. It, it kills you. He's been so good. He's been their best player. Like without him, none of it works. Uh, Casemiro yep. has made a difference. And then Lissandro Martinez, the 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 butcher of of, of Argentina, the butcher of Old Trafford. He's just a fucking killer. He's yeah. just a defender. Like if if to be as good as he is at the size that he is means 
he has to be fantastic. He's like, you know, the the the, the small dick guy at, at eating pussy. He's just got to do it right because he has to, right? <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. You know what, though? That's exactly what he looks like. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's there. He's, 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 he's putting the extra effort in, you know, like because he has to. So he he's to. in and he just kicks ass. Like if he was on Spurs, he'd be your favorite player immediately. It would be him and Romero. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. It, it'd be someone sent off every week. So many stabbings. Is um, that who's their central defense for Argentina? I think so. In the World uh, Cup? I don't, I don't know about Romero's health, but yes. That's 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 scary. Those guys mm-hmm. are murderers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think Otamendi can't possibly be paying for that team. I don't know. Oh, and they're playing Poland. So we have the Nazi extradition uh, oh, against good. against Poland. There you go. Wow. He's back for 44 minutes, and we've checked off the World War II references. Oh, box. man. That's Poland. He didn't oh. miss a beat. It's in the blood. That's some danger there. I don't know. I There's things to say that I don't know what they are, but I like Lissandra Martinez. I hope Har- that the fact that Harry Maguire made the English team is goes to show you how bad Gareth Southgate is as a coach. Uh, he should never have been anywhere near it. I don't care how much loyalty you have. Just be like, no, you're not coming. You suck. Bye. Get out. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, United were good. And then they have that. They've got that thing where they play a young player and he gets the win. And I think that that builds narrative. It sort of reinforces what team belief can happen. And I think Ten Hag has done a good job with that. We can sort of go into the Ronaldo thing where I also, yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think that Ronaldo's making a dent. And, and I said this before we jumped on, um, Cristiano Ronaldo is Donald Trump, right? He's just (laughs) a narcissistic, selfish lunatic who's agreed about uh, everything. Does that make Fernandez DeSantis, I guess? But like, um, yeah, he's just, he's a narcissist. He's, he's a loud mouth. He gets in the way where he's not welcome. Hello, midterm election. And, um, you know, it's just a lot of these things where the 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 machine keeps moving. It makes him even more mad. He said these things, explosive comments from a professional footballer who's on a team after the team won a dramatic game. Yeah. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Donald, he, why are you did, attacking he, Ron DeSantis he did, he after did the, he won by 20 points? What are you doing? The, but the thing is, Ronaldo had already done it. They had a great win, and he walked off the field. Yes. That was during a great win. Mm-hmm. So that's twice mm-hmm. he's done it. And, yeah. and, to, and to kill Ten Hag after Ten Hag brings him back in, he's like, hey, don't be a dick. You're going to get a one-game suspension. Come back in. He put the captain's armband on him against Aston Villa. And they lost. So it's very calculated. Ten Hag has been like, okay, here's the rope. Go do your thing. Yep. We yep. S- And then he can go, we suck when you play. <laughs> so, you know, it's just not – the thing is, is that United really don't have a good strike force. We, I mean, the 17-goal Rashford-Martial season – that's three, four years yeah, ago already. Ago. Yeah. But Martial is back. They are their best with Martial, which is interesting. And Sancho is just gone. That's $100 million just yeah. gone. I mean, it's not the first time and it's not the last time they did that. Remember Alexis that's, Sanchez? Remember the piano when he the, – the entry video with Alexis By the way, Sanchez? that's twice that City got used and then fucked United. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sanchez was going to come to City. Oh, uh, wow. So they I, say. I don't remember that. Yeah, that was a whole every everyone's gonna come to City and then they use they go to the United player and be like, he's gonna go to City. And they're like, 
no, he can't go to City. <laughs> right? So it's all like Tevez stuff. It's all water under the bridge. Meanwhile, City have all their transfers planned out two years in advance. Like, yeah. yeah. Talking? We're not just going to grab some guy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. We're not going to get Kane. Oh, guess who we're going to get? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the price. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll get, uh, we'll pay half the money and get Erling Holland. Um, That's so, it's so funny to think about that. They wouldn't yeah. have gotten him if they got Kane. I know. He'd be on United? Real Madrid? Holland Madrid, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not anyway, especially after the, after the, after the fuck up with, with Mbappe. So we've got Ronaldo. He's basically thrown the entire Man United organization under the bus. He says nothing has changed. At United since Ferguson left. He, by the way, mind you, he wasn't there since 2009, but that's not important. Literally the same pool, the same chefs, the same everything. Yeah, the weird, the weird like details where you're like, huh, he's probably right about that. That's it definitely true. It doesn't make him not a dickhead. No, it doesn't. But and 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 it's weird, right? It's uh he's right until he makes himself wrong. Like all of that is true. He's like, dude, they haven't changed anything. I don't understand. Or I completely understand how they haven't really won anything in that span. And then he torches everybody around him. It's like, oh, well, you can't. You had us. Uh, you, you know, we <laughs> the were The fans will always love me. No. No, they won't. No. They, 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 Ten Hag has done a good job of managing this. Very, I think the thing that's sort of underrated is like Ajax is a small club relative to the super clubs. But Ajax is a tough club to manage in Amsterdam like it has as much media and as much pressure as like oh you won but we didn't play right like they have all this yeah. weird Cruyff wouldn't have done that type shit we're like will you stop with the Cruyff I mean enough <laughs> <laughs> or like we would why are you not playing 4-3-3 that's the Dutch way they have all this like ideological philosophy the same kind of stuff that United has but if you look at Old Trafford I've seen pictures it's falling apart right like it's oh, yeah. literally a mess so mm-hmm. there's that and there's that going in. And I think, you know, he's basically said, I want to leave. I want to get cut. The question, I guess, is where does he go? Who would want him? Well, Bowley like, is the one who's been rumored. But, like, who who has the combination of patience and money? Um, well, for Chelsea, it, it, it only makes sense right now because they're in eighth place. Uh, but that's not good for Potter. But then again, no, neither it, is 30 million it would on be, Aubameyang. It, it, Ronaldo at Chelsea would destroy Potter would be fucked because he's not well good then he can come to Tottenham yeah if he's gonna blast Ten Hag who literally has a better resume than Potter then what's he gonna say about Potter he has never won anything I'm like yeah no shit that's that's why he's there so I don't think that'll happen but I do want to sort of go on to some of the other friends in the league um other managers who maybe they should have got the Chelsea job at one point um our friend Mr. Um, Mr. Rogers turning turning Lester around. It's yeah. it's a big deal. I think there's one player that I really want to call out for that team, aside from Madison, but it's that the defenseman Foyt, Fate bleh, 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 What the fuck's his name? Uh Vout Face. About face on the defense. About face. He totally changed that team. A random defender completely changes the culture of the defense. He's like a poor man, good version of David Luiz. He's got the big hair and he's just changed the team 
And their goalkeeper, who I thought was literally the worst goalkeeper I'd ever seen, is now going to go into the World Cup. Danny Ward, he's probably going to play for Wales and get the number one job. And he's turned it around. They've had a couple good goals from Tielemans and, and uh, you know, and James Madison just carry the team. And your boy, I know your favorite, Harvey Barnes, uh, mm-hmm. and, his, and his tight chin. Yeah, <laughs> Shoot first, ask questions later, Harvey. And they and they've they've stopped playing uh, Ndidi and and actually gone to Samare. That's changed a little bit of the defense. My friend Mister Ihanacho, who I thought was going to change the team, never did. And his nine and a half, he just never, he just doesn't have that juice anymore. Uh, he has that's, spurts. He's not. He's a spurts. player who's hot and cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, just, they'll 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 need him when they need him. <laughs> yeah, right, right. He's like a Viagra. You don't use him any, a lot. Any other, any other teams that you've kept an eye on that are sort of floating? Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't give Forrest a little love. My friend, Mr. Cooper, he's got the 25 players. He's got to deal with it, and he welcomes this break. Yeah, and figure this out will... Who the fuck is on his team, and he's gotten the team out of the bottom three. So, I mean, it is crazy how... Well, they're, they're in 18th, team. but they're right there, right? But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, um, I'm rooting for Everton to go down. I feel bad about that, but I'm just tired of, like, the... Um, you know, they were trying to talk shit about Richarlison not playing in Champions League anymore. I saw that. I was like, mm, have fun in the relegation race, pricks. Um, uh, again, <laughs> they'll, they'll fire way, Lampard before they go down. They will fire Lampard, and it hopefully will save their season because I do want to see them get up. But like, if Lampard were to take them down, that would that would really hit different. I would enjoy that. Um, the good. team I've they... actually seen the most of, or or the outside of the the, the headliners, um, I saw them play yet another nervy brutally stressful game with spurs bournemouth um they're good man (laughs) and it's it's prescient because uh in a week's time the the united states of america is going to be taking on wales and everybody's going to be talking about um you know daniel james everybody's gonna be talking about gareth bale Kiefer moore is going to score against the americans he is going to be a problem because he's 17 feet tall and he i watched him and again We've profiled this a lot on this show. Not that Spurs' back line is anything to write home about or it's it's anything to to set a, a marker in the sand by, but it's still better than the United States' back line. Tim Ream is going to be playing for the United States, okay? So he is going to use and abuse anybody and everybody on, on the U.S. back line. Tim Ream and is I think good. He's gonna get I, I used to hate him, but now I'm in. Fine, but I mean, Gareth Bale is going to whip a cross in, and Kiefer Moore is going to get a get onto it like he just is. And uh, I think the, I mean, this is gonna, uh, you know, not not gonna shock anybody. Basically, if you've heard the rest of the show, but um, for next time, I'm not feeling good about the U.S. going into that first game. No. I think anybody realistically is going to say they're going to lose to England. That yeah, okay, you can get out of the group with a loss. Um, the trouble that they have is they play Iran last in what will likely be a meaningless game. I don't see them getting a win against Wales. I could see a draw. Uh, and then they get boat raced by England. They're going to have to beat Iran by 400 and hope that England does the same to Wales, which they probably won't. Well, the thing, the only thing that the U S can hope for is that England has been bad for a year. Effectively. Yeah, that's true. And that Southgate is a moron. Because he is. Right. Because the only, actually, he's lucky in a weird way that Reese James and some of the wingbacks are hurt is that he's going to have to play Alexander Arnold, which means that there will be really good service from the wing. But somehow he won't play him. He'll play Trippier. So he's going to play five defenders. He's going to play, <laughs> he's going to play Maguire, Stones, 
Walker, Trippier, and Luke Shaw with two holding midfielders. With Declan Rice. Phillips and Declan Rice. Well, I don't even know if Phillips will play. But Declan Rice is effectively a center back who became a midfielder. So Mm -hmm. his instinct is center back. And he can't pass the ball forward. What Declan Rice is good at is winning balls and carrying it. He can't ping it. That's why he likes him to have Phillips next to him. Because Phillips will just fire one across to Sterling or fire one to... to Or the wingbacks that are going up the field. Right. But they are too defensive. And... They just don't create anything. They're awful. They're, and and he doesn't make changes. Not only that, um, Sterling is out of form. He's going to play him every game. Yes, he is. Sterling's bad right now. And Do you I think Foden played. gets in? What? Do you think Foden starts? Because he looks like Foden he's in the will, best. Foden, Foden. I was like, he's in the best form of his career. So yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. you never know, right? You, these it's such short tournament. You just need shitty results. You don't even have. To, it's not even about results. It's not even about form it's about results who cares right if you get shitty goals and that you win fine but they could have they should have beat italy we knew italy was bad and italy are not even in the world cup and england lost to them yep <laughs> on anyway, home turf i just went on a whole random on game. home turf <laughs> at home exactly with riots i'm excited favor. i'm excited for it but um yeah i don't know i don't uh i'm not excited for the u.s at all no at all. i don't i have no connection to the team no, it's not, well, not only that, I, I don't really feel that much anymore either, but because um, I used to be very, very into it. But um, I just uh, it's a tough group, to be fair, but it's like but it's it's the World Cup and you should be able to get past Wales in the in the basically that first game is going to decide your fate in the group. Realistically well, saying, but let's be fair. Wales is not an even a country. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. They're only in the world. They only are able to play because of the negotiation in the fifties to get England into FIFA, which was like, we'll be go in it, but Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland have to have our own seats so that we have a little block that we can vote as they right. shouldn't be in it. They should be part of great Britain. Mm-hmm. Right? So they also haven't been in a world cup since the fifties, since the U S beat England. So yeah. if you can't beat that team, and you're the U.S. You don't deserve you to be have, there. You don't deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. But um, I do have one other person that I want to talk about. Just Bournemouth wise, we talked about uh, your the striker, but Philip Billing is just yeah. a man amongst boys. He's a six foot seven midfielder. <laughs> I think he's gigantic. So between Kiefer Moore and Billing, Bournemouth have a, have something going. But I don't. I still think they'll go down. I still think it'll end up being Southampton and Bournemouth and Wolves. That could be the three. Yeah. Unless Wolves get some striker from somewhere. Anyway, you're fading. It's late. I'm going to take us home. All right. Let's get out of here. All right. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno, thank God, and Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Never miss an episode. We are members of Fan Hub. Thank you to all our English fans who stick with us and don't hate us as much as we do.